Welcome <laughs> to our first <laughs> ever Glass Case of Emotion podcast. I'm Ryan Blaney, sitting here with Kim Kuhn and Charles Bush. Uh, welcome. Welcome. It's going to be, we're going to talk about all things. All things. All things in life and uh, see if we learn a little bit of something about ourselves too while I, we're here. I, I, I think we that. might. Yeah. Yeah. A little self-exploration. Yeah. We might learn things we like, <laughs> things we don't like. Yeah. We're going to find them though. It, they'll be there. It'll yeah. be there. All the things will be there. We're going to touch on everything. <laughs> that sounds wildly sexual. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things to touch on in this world. I you love know? touching like, on it's things. It's a tactile world, if you will. <laughs> um, and it was a, a, a tactile weekend, if you... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say if you will again, because I just said it. But it was a tactile weekend. There were a lot of big things that happened. There are. It wasn't just a weekend. It was like nine days of glory down in Daytona. Yeah, the Oscars were great. I was, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the Oscars. I had no idea. But uh, Daytona was, yeah, it was long. It was a long nine days. Uh, it's nice to be back. So, hey, man, uh, though. Runner-up finish. Well, you know. That's it, exciting. You know, honestly, it's, like, almost worse than being, like, 10th because you can see, you, could, you, could you know, see what it. could have been. And you he's right there. It. Yeah, I don't know about that. I could see it. <laughs> I wasn't tasting anything, luckily. But, uh yeah, help. it was a good run for us. We survived. It, it was a long day, but we uh, we survived and, and had a shot at it, which is all uh, you can ask for. So, I, I gotta ask. I mean, I know you know when we started this whole thing, it was like, oh, let's not just talk about racing because a lot of people talk about racing. Mm-hmm. But from a a fan perspective, dude, when you dove down in there and made that run, holy shit! That was awesome. Chuck got tingly. Yeah. Like, what? Oh. just from watching, like, last lap, Daytona 500, yeah. send it in there. Yeah, it worked out well. Um, it almost worked out very well. It worked out okay. Um, we got a big run off the, the 22, and uh, everything just kind of played out to where they fanned out, and we kept our run going, and I just kind of stalled out behind the 41 there before we could pass them. But um, it was a good run. Hopefully it was exciting. I know running in single-file line for the last 20 laps or so it wasn't yeah. exciting. Uh, but the last lap was was good. I hope hope everyone uh, enjoyed it. The stands were packed. Did you guys see oh, the stands? Oh, it looked so good. It was sold out. I think second consecutive year sellout. People, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, it's cool the Daytona 500. That's a big race. Everybody wants to win that race too. Everybody does. Yeah. What What would you give up to win the Daytona mm. 500? Like, would you give up a year of beer? No beer for a year. Yeah, that'd be easy. That'd be an easy one. Would you give up a year of sex? Yeah, I would. Oh, I want to win that Daytona 500 that bad. That's it's that big of a deal. What about five years of sex. Now I knew you were gonna up the ante <laughs> on that, and I'd still say yeah. I'd wow. Say, like like like, just sex, or can I like? You know, there's stipulations there. Uh, I would say I no, mean, like completely clean, com- celibate, celibate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could. Yeah. I could do that. Five years. That's I feel like I'm disciplined that's enough, and I, that's something I want that bad, I, d- so. I don't drive, but I would not make that deal. No. Um, I, I don't well, know if there's anything that I personally <laughs> want that much in life. <laughs> would I, you give up everything Star Wars forever? Like, you can't see any new movies. You or can't talk watch about it. Any of the old movies. For yeah, a, to be yeah, a Daytona I would give that up. Champion. I'd give that up. Okay, how about this? It's that big of a deal. For the rest of your life, you have to watch... C-SPAN. I don't know that. And <laughs> understand and engage with C-SPAN. You know, the government access channel that, like, you shows... politics. Shows oh. all of the, like, live floor coverage of the House and Senate oh. 
for the rest of your life, that's the only thing you can watch. I fucking hate politics, but... Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I give... I, I do almost anything, yeah, pretty much, say. to win the Daytona 500. Want to hit the button? Fair. There you go. We're waiting for Breaking that. news. First button hit. Now we're doing, like, morning DJ year. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the morning else? drive with Ryan Blaney. <laughs> What, uh, what else happened recently? Well, the Grammys? The, well, the Talk Grammys the happened. Grammys? The Oscars happened. It's award show season. Oh, yeah. The yeah. thing is, the Oscars are always on the same day as the Daytona 500, or they tend to fall on the same day. So I don't, we don't ever get to watch them. I, did, I saw some clips, though. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, the big gaffe of the uh, weekend where Warren Beatty and uh, Faye Dunaway come I don't out. E- you, so, do you know who those people I don't are, know, Ryan? Have you ever seen the movie Bonnie and Clyde? Warren, no, what about Dick Tracy? Tracy? Dick Tracy. I know I know both of those movie titles. I've never seen either okay. of the movies. Uh, Bullworth. No. Don't even know that title. Okay. Anyway, so he and Faye Dunaway, who is an actress, um, were... Uh, she used to be hot back yeah. in the day. Oh, I mean, she's still, she's still, still kind of got it, man. Yeah. You know, it's, so nice. still, you know. it's a good name. I mean, she's no Christy Brinkley. But. Correct, correct. Uh, but they were presenting the award for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And PricewaterhouseCoopers, the... Uh, Clearinghouse, but they they do the security and put everything together to make sure that the envelopes are sealed. You don't know who's in there, and they hand them to the presenters. They come out. The wrong envelope got handed to them. They got the Best Actress one. So when they open it, you see Warren Beatty look at it and go... So he saw Emma Stone's name with the picture La La Land, and he was a little confused. Faye Dunaway just grabs it and goes, and La La Land wins Best Picture. So it was like a Steve Harvey moment. Yeah. 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 You can't come back from that. So the entire cast of La La Land comes up on stage. Cast, crew, everybody. Director. Directors. Oscar in hand. Like, we won. And then somebody comes down and says, yeah, about that. It's actually Moonlight. Which those two films could have, I saw both of those. Right. They could not have been more different. Right. I oh. mean, you know, La La Land is an ode to I mean, 1930s it, It's like Hollywood, Hollywood jacking themselves off. Yeah. That's why it got so many nominations. And then Moonlight is... <laughs> about a about young, gay, Miami. black boy growing up in Miami. Yeah. Huh. I haven't seen either of those films or heard of them. Uh, they sound the same, title-wise, <laughs> but I guess they're a lot different. And it's unfortunate they had a Harvey moment. Like, you got one job. Like, if you're the envelope person, that's your job, to hand the right envelope to the presenters. And he's probably... It's like not turning fucking James Hetfield's mic on. I'm still mad about that. You're still three mad weeks later. about the Grammy like, gaff. The one, the one thing, you have one job. And the guy messed up. It's no. unbelievable. It's terrible. Breaking news. Ryan Blaney <laughs> hates award show gaffes. I hate it. It's yeah. terrible. Uh, were there any big gaffes down in, in Daytona? Like, did anything, like stand out like during media day did anybody ask anything that was completely off the wall that you were like uh because nfl media day for the super bowl somebody's always there like dressed up as batman asking weird questions yeah Um, that happened at daytona media day i wasn't down there i heard about one uh barstool sports Mm -hmm. you know who those people are yeah barstool um i did a podcast with those guys like a few months ago up in New York, and they seem like good guys. They don't know much about NASCAR at all, but they had one guy I was doing it with. Um, he was interviewing some drivers, and I saw it. They put it on the internet, and like he had like no idea, and some drivers thought he was like oh. stoned, and he had really long hair, and uh, I think that was probably the the weirdest part. I wasn't I wasn't part of the interview, but I watched what they put out on the internet. And I was kind of like. I was bet that was really awkward for people. I thought you were going somewhere else. I did see where the guy, like, he recorded something, 
I don't know if he was at Media Day, but he called it the Indy 500. Yeah, it was the the Weather Channel. <laughs> the Weather Channel guy um, like was like really into the report, and he's like, yeah, everybody's really excited, biggest race of the year, the Indy 500. So funny story about that. <laughs> Former producer for NASCAR.com, Nicholas Duncan, who uh, is a Kyle Busch lookalike, works at the Weather Channel now. And he actually does their Facebook Live stuff. So he was briefing this guy two minutes before he went on air on Facebook Live to interview, I think it might have been Ryan, Ryan Newman. Newman. which you could yeah. have not right. picked a you worse <laughs> driver because you know Ryan's just going to be like... So he briefed him and yeah. said, it's the Daytona 500. We are at Daytona International Speedway. Like, they're going... Because they were at the face or the Weather Channel Center in Atlanta, okay. so I've he tells there. them about. Yeah, we did a shoot there on NASCAR.com a couple there. years yeah. ago. Yeah, I did some weathering. Yeah, green screen some stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it's amazing how quickly somebody can just lose that focus. Well, you tell them two seconds before Daytona. Yeah. Well, it's another instance of not doing the one job. You yeah, have you're one, one job. It's one, one job. place you're at. Uh. You know, that just shows that you don't care about racing. Yeah, we all we all up. make mistakes though. Like when I, I don't I don't think I've ever made a like a huge mistake like that. Like a oh my god, I don't ever want to leave my house mistake. But I make like little mistakes. Well, everyone makes mistakes. And then I just tell myself like, is this really gonna matter when I'm six feet under? Well, I, <laughs> I want to try this right here. It's a little bit of a transition, but you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a mistake. But Joey Logano had some words uh, towards the end of the Daytona 500. Did he? Yeah. Ooh, let's hear it. it. Yeah, let's hear this. We have this sound. We have this audio. It's about to get fucking dumb. Well, six is with you, halfback. Finish them off for good. He does that one more time. I dare him one more time. Nice and steady, buddy. There you go. Nice and steady. Deep breath. You're doing good. We cool. Still inside. Oh, so, no. Yeah, I he's heard gonna, about Did this. he say he's going to get fucking dumped? Yeah, he was talking about the 24 car of Clyde Elliott. Um, <laughs> say it isn't so. Yeah, when I when I rewatched the race, uh, it was the exact moment in one and two that I almost spun out the 78 because uh, we, like, crossed bumpers. I don't know. He had a hell of a save, and I think Chase, like, kind of doored the 22 trying to go middle, and uh -huh. it almost wrecked the 22. And, yeah, I guess he wasn't upset. He wasn't very happy with him. I, I'm surprised he funny. didn't say freaking dumped. Freaking. Freaking dumped. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. It got into, I was mad at the end of the race that no one would pull out and go. I was pissed. I didn't get mad on the radio one time that whole race until at the end where I pulled down and no one wanted to go. I get mad, too, when nobody around. wants to pull out and go. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, monster Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pulling out and going. Um. Yeah, there was big uh, controversy about having the monster females there. But I saw that on the Twitter. What was your what, Kim? Do you have thoughts on the um, topic? I, I I would guess that most people would assume I was like offended because I came from the Sprint Cup era, but I thought they looked great. I appreciate the female form. If there's an attractive female, I am more than likely to check her out. Oh. Would you get tactile? <laughs> I don't know if I would get tactile, but. Um, I think I think people were offended though because they spent what like ten years watching Miss Spring Cup in Victory Lane and relatively speaking we were dressed like nuns. I mean we we were covered from neck to wrist wearing a fire to suit. ankle. You were um, literally wearing a fire suit in Victory Lane. Yeah. yeah. But I will say this: so I spent a few years in the NFL wearing 
even less than the Monster Girls. And if I had my choice, I would prefer the fire suit over that, having done both, because there's definitely some some negatives to having to wear that. I think so. Well, I mean, people made such a big deal out of it, and obviously I don't I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's what Monster has done forever. It's what they're known for. It's one of their top three things that they've said, motorsports and music and girls. Yeah. Uh, and you look at other sports, like you said, you were you know, an NFL cheerleader. cheerleader mm-hmm. And NBA has their dancers here with the Hornets. Um, UFC has ring girls. Uh, and NASCAR back in the 60s and 70s, they used yeah, to dress like less than, than the Monster Girls. So that... You know, I don't, I don't, people always want old school NASCAR and that's kind of getting back to old school NASCAR. So they weren't, they were dressed fine. They had pants on and a top, you know, they weren't like they were in bikinis. So. And they all looked good. Like yeah. they clearly care about their physiques. And I, I will, you know, say that I probably sound like a typical white male chauvinist pig, you know, saying, oh, it's fine. They're wearing whatever they want to wear. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> the chick here and I said they look great. But, you but know, again, again, like I wouldn't if I could choose between the fire suit and that I wouldn't because well our role was different so I don't know that we could have done our job as Miss Print Cup wearing that I don't know that we would have well it's a different it's, it's a, a different, different it's a different role uh, two I like I like Chipotle so you know <laughs> if I if I'm on my lunch break like I'm gonna have a hell of a hard time enjoying that Chipotle know, knowing like I'm gonna have to go back to the track in my two piece right and then um, three. Like I said, in the NFL, it's similar. Like, people come out to the stadium. They tailgate all day. It's hot outside. People want to take pictures with you. It's all about the fans. And when you're in a skimpy outfit, there's, like, slimy, sweaty Mm. men rubbing up against you. And I imagine because, you know, there's similar tailgating happening at NASCAR tracks that... So that's it's not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I never thought to do, about that. But I like I like the fire suit. It was it's a shield. It, yeah. sh- it shielded yeah. me. <laughs> We're the same way. So it's great when we yeah. have our fire suit on. I don't mind getting my arm around someone yeah. if I am fire suited up. Yeah. I never thought it's about that. It's a shield. Yeah. That's nice. I, you know, you love spending time with the fans and you want to, mm-hmm. you know, accommodate them and give them all the pictures they want. But I got to tell you like when you're at Daytona in the middle of the summer like yeah. it's the July race and people have been tailgating for the night race for 12 hours and they're just sweaty messes yeah it's nice to have some yeah some some body armor some protection yeah i've never actually worn a fire suit so i can't speak to that and something else you guys have in common is you both have ridden in the thunderbirds oh i forgot yes Yes. ryan Um, got to ride in the thunderbirds this time i did when did you do it i did it last year so last daytona i got to go up there with those guys it was great it was fantastic um I'll get this out of the way. I threw up. A um, little reversal of fortune. <laughs> yes. I will make I will make him feel better. I threw up too. Good. I think in the. How does that work? So in a plane though. They of that so you're size. in this suit. The mm-hmm. suit and it's got 18 million pockets. And you know I love pockets. And it has. <laughs> it had a fanny pack too. It, it did. Yeah. And so there's actually a pocket. I think it was on. It was on my the left leg of my suit. Yep. Um, that gives you barf bags. Just like, like is you it would a barf bag dispensing pocket? Uh, you have to. Unzi- I'll get. It is. It was kind of difficult for me to like reach down because you're strapped in to like get. I mean, I had. I was because like, you're in a fighter jet. Yeah, you're in your. <laughs> yeah, you're strapped in so there. So I put mine in the little uh, little strap. We had a, a little um, elastic strap right there. So oh, I put my bags here. That was here. smart of you. Quick access. So it made me kind of mad that I threw up because I did. I was doing well, and it was after all of our maneuvers. 
and we're just kind of cruising up the coastline here for 10, 15 miles, nice and peaceful. I'm recovering. Uh, all the blood is getting back to my brain, which was nice. And all of a sudden, he banked hard, and I had no idea it was coming. And I had a, I had to uh, <laughs> empty my stomach. And luckily, I, I had pineapple that morning. Fun fact, pineapple gets really sour sitting in your stomach for a few hours. <laughs> so don't eat pineapple if you're going to know that you're going to throw up because it doesn't taste very good. Uh, but yeah, so I was good at, I mean, you feel great. Yeah, I didn't throw up either until after everything was done. I was like, I, and I thought I was like a badass. I was like, because, well, first of all, Larson told me that he had to come down early, I think, because he got so sick. Cause, and they tell you in the briefing, they're like, puke and rally, like go back to your college days because you're going to feel so much better. Well, I guess like Larson didn't do that. So he didn't get to do half the maneuvers. And then Logano had told me like he passed out on the ascent up. So like. <laughs> yeah. I get through, like, the ascent, all of that. We pulled, like, 9.2 Gs. I'm like, I'm a motherfucking badass. And then we're just, like, cruising along, and I'm like, I do not feel well. I thought I wasn't going to, like, be able to get – I wasn't as smart as you putting the plastic bags in the elastic. I, like, had to unzip my pocket. Oof. And I was – and they're a lot harder to tie. Yeah. Did you have a hard time tying your barf bag? Uh, a little, did they give you a Ziploc baggie? No. Along with it? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they smartened up over the year. <laughs> they learned. Uh, so they, I had the Ziploc, big Ziploc baggie in my pocket, uh, and then my barf bag's in my elastic. So done it, spun that thing like a loaf of bread, half that, <laughs> half-ass tied it, threw it in my Ziploc baggie, made sure the Ziploc baggie was completely sealed, shoved that thing right down in my pocket, gone. I told the guy, I was like, hey, man, uh, left pocket, there's a barf bag. <laughs> I want to get rid of that. So. so when you got back on the ground, did you like Top Gun high five Eric Jones like in in the swap, well, so knowing that you had thrown up? Um, oh, <laughs> no, he wasn't there when I got back, so his plane broke. Oh, we were supposed to go tandem. We were supposed right, to yeah, do maneuvers, yeah. uh, but his plane broke before they even took off. So I guess there was like a fire underneath, like a little burst of oh, flame. No. Uh, so they had to cancel his mission, but um, he went up in mine after, but. I was bummed we couldn't do the tandem. I thought that was going to be pretty cool. But no, no high five. No high five. No, I'm not uh, cool like that. Sorry. Mm. I, I was kind of like, you know, hoping that at the end there'd be like that Top Gun uh, beach volleyball high five. With the music? Yeah. Play Slow motion. Yeah. Play with the boss. That's me singing. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's actually pretty good. You know, yeah. it's better than my singing. That yeah. would drive you guys out of that's wanna do Want to do a glass case of emotion karaoke? <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> but I, I got a guitar. I mean, you know, we can, we can rock out. We can know. rock out. Tune in next week. Tune in next week when the glass case of emotion gets musical. Yeah. Uh, no, if I'm getting musical, nobody's going to listen to the podcast. I will drive people I away. Like we have auto tune. I feel like that's a thing. That's why, like, I'm not. I love going out to karaoke bars and enjoying the ambience and dancing and stuff. And I'll like rock it out for my table, but I don't do the on mic stuff. Oh, you got to do the on mic stuff. Best I, place to karaoke on the circuit. Yes. Go. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Oh no my idea. God, how do you the fail best? so hard? The best. You're failing. I don't know what the best place is. Oh, the best. Uh, the best on the circuit. Yes. Or your favorite karaoke spot. Uh, I mean, you don't have to like give away. Where Saeed's Bar and Grill. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. I, I don't consider North that the, the circuit. <laughs> awesome. Is it open again? Do we know? I think it's still closed. Okay, I it's think. closed They're for renovations. Ah, it's really getting nice. It's very disappointing for my North Carolinians who have been there. Shout out to Saeed. Uh, karaoke bar, for those of you who don't know, in the back of a gas station. Uh, yes. Yeah. Rundown gas station. Uh, but it's actually really nice. It's gotten nice over the past couple of years. And they have, like, outside, so. the, like, the light strung. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's they, nice. I mean, they classed it up a bit. I still the, wouldn't probably eat off the floor, but would you anywhere? Um, at a bar? Eat off not the at a bar. There's like mixed that was drinks just and saying, piss. On saying the floor. how dirty it is. I don't know if there's anywhere, even like in my own kitchen, that I'd eat off the floor. No. Yeah. Five second. Five rule. second rule. Five that's second not rule. eating off of the floor. That well, is, if you dropped it, five second rule. You're talking about like getting a fork and knife out and like cutting the steak up on the floor. No. Five second rule also has stipulations. Five second rule only works for dry goods, like dry foods. Like if I'm dropping like a juicy piece of pineapple or yeah. fruit, I'm not picking that up. Well, yeah, the residue eat. sticks to it. Yeah. yeah. So the five second rule, people talk about that all the time, but they don't get into the logistics. Yeah. It's only for for dry foods. So, like a, so like says a, you. I mean, if I cook something <laughs> when I'm camping and I drop it and it hits the ground, I'm going to wipe it off on my leg and pop that sucker well, in there. Well, that depends on the surface. Let's talk about the surfaces. Kitchen Dirt. floor, yeah, yeah, it's more than five seconds, to be honest with you. I could do 10, mm-hmm. 15 maybe, <laughs> 20 if I'm drunk. Uh, if it's like dirt, yeah, like yeah. you're camping, no, sorry. Yeah, no. It can hit the ground for one second. Like I'm not eating mulch, it. Mulch, sand, any of those surfaces, not happening. I say it all depends on how hungry you are. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. Like if you're just hammered. And there's like a big juicy steak, and you flip it, oh. you drop it uh, on dirt. Or how about just, this? You can't predict if you're at Coachella oh. and you just oh, <laughs> there's a lot of weird Whoa. things on the floor at Coachella. Yeah, you, a lot of or weird Burning Man. In general, yeah. Coachella, Burning Man. I don't know if I'm gonna eat anything that I see on yeah. the ground. There's like a mixture of mud, piss, and shit Ooh. on the ground at <laughs> places. I'll pass. Fun, uh, <laughs> fun story, real quick. I was camping one time, and we were out for, like, two, three days, and it was on a hike, came back. Buddies of mine looked on the ground and saw a Twizzler sitting there. And, like, they looked at it, they looked at each other, then they looked at me, and then they looked at it, and they picked it up and split it in half and ate it. And I was like, what the hell are you two doing? You don't know how long that thing's been there. They don't know the source of the Twizzler They don't know the source. It was just a Twizzler sitting there on the side of the trail. That's, um, yeah, bold. Very bold. Did not predict that. Something else that wasn't predicted. Kurt Busch, Victory Lane. Let's take a listen real quick click, quick to what he had to say. The, the more that becomes unpredictable about Daytona, the more it becomes predictable to predict unpredictability. I mean, this car is completely thrashed. So, yeah. I could predict <laughs> that he was going to say something like that. Could you? He, like, speaks in riddles sometimes. And I think it, I don't know if he makes it up on the spot or he, like, rehearses. Is that something you do, like you're sitting there in the car, you just win a race, and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go into Victory Lane, and I'm going to say rhubarb in Victory Lane. (laughs) We should should give you a word each week that you have to say in your post-race interview. Like velvet? Like velvet? Like, well, you had the velvet velvet thing, but just a word each week that in your post- or pre-race interview, you have to sneak, you have to drop in. But, like, every, every single interview throughout the weekend, you have to drop in at least a couple times. And well, it I mean, can't that's up be to you. predictable when you do it in the interview. <laughs> it's got to be unpredictable. Yeah. Because you can't predict is, predictability. It's for just one drop. One drop of whatever okay. word. Well, it Some, you know, it's got to be TV appropriate. Yeah, like snossages. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Dropping snossages. I will get interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because. Now, do you? I don't know why, but I probably would. <laughs> and. At some point in the weekend, I'll drop a couple snossages. Do it. Is it easier to do in practice or on race day? Anytime. Or are you just like two in the zone on race day? No. In any time. Race day, pre-race, Friday practice. I can I can work in snossages. All right. Yes. Yeah. yes. I've never had a snossage working that shit in. 
So that is something that we can predict on this podcast for this year is that we can come <laughs> up with words, maybe get fans involved on the, the tweeter. Perhaps. Yeah. We can you know, take suggestions. Social engagement. I mean, we will vet them. Like, we're not going to, to yeah. use the political word, we're going to vet it, make sure that we're not, like, throwing crazy words out there. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. We should I like get some it. fans involved. Let's get fans involved. All right. Boom. Fans involved. So we we'll have to wait till, till Vegas to do yeah, the new and, word. And we get fans. Hopefully if, we, if have we have fans. fans. And then we, uh, you know, well, there will be a couple. We'll find out. We'll get Dale Jr. involved, right? That'd be great. Yeah. You know, everyone likes Dale. He's got fans. He does. He has some fans. And a podcast. And he has a podcast. He does. And I just feel like it's fair if we're mentioning his podcast that he mentioned ours. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I mean, did we're drop giving, his podcast. You did. So now so it's, he, it's now reciprocal. Yeah, I'm going to text him and be like, hey, yeah. I, hey. I gave you a shout out. Help us out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Reciprocate. The, the yeah. Dale bump on Twitter. Yeah. Dude. Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. So that's what this podcast will be about. It'll be about synergy. Look at you, big oh, man oh, on campus. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> for some. On a glass case of emotion. Predictable unpredictability. OTPH shit. Hey, Chuck. Yeah. Cue that fucking music. Let's get out of here. No, Woo! Don't, don't use that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's your music. Okay, we'll go with that one. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in for myself. Kim and Chuck, this is Glass Case of Emotion. Talk to y'all next week. <laughs>